Hello and welcome to the Hunters Hub, the video game podcast born of the Monster Hunter community. Oh my gosh, I didn't mute Twitch then. I heard myself four times. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> tonight, though, we're not talking about video games. We're talking about movies. Uh, and joining, uh, so this is Forks One, and joining us tonight, uh, as usual, Sasha. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, like I said earlier, still dealing with tooth pain, but it'll be taken care of. Late February. Yay. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and Ace, how you doing, bud? Doing good. Just a second. I'm going to pop my video off and back on. Hey, that fixed it. You were wildly glitched out. Like, the top of your video section was, like... Mm-hmm pixelating and cracky and then the rest of your face was like frozen and stuff i think i could just barely see like the brim of the top of your headphones moving in where it was like glitched so i don't know it was like a screen tour almost and that would like, be That's... distraction yeah yeah like hearing myself seven times over and over again on twitch yeah <laughs> yeah surprised that... i kept talking through that Ugh. that and uh as we've experienced recently, because uh, Jack has a uh, watch now that has cellular stuff, so he can make calls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, uh, he and Andrea, because Andrea called him, he was in his room, and he came out and came in close enough proximity where it started doing the echoing back and forth into eternity. Because oh, of the feedback. Yeah. Yep. So that was that was a fun nightmare for me. Yeah, those those kind of audio things are just distracting at, at, at <clears throat> best. It's like the or like the microphone screech when things are too close. Like mm-hmm. I even don't like I get uh, cold chills from straws going into like a container Ooh. from a fast. Yeah, that. Yeah, that, I like that. Uh, I gave myself cold chill talking about it. Uh, <laughs> so um, tonight we're going to be talking about um, uh, movies that we saw in 2022. Uh, this is kind of kind of be like our best bit of video games. Um, but for me, it's a little more loose. Uh, I only figured this out, like this list out today, and we only decided to come up with this idea uh, last week. So, uh, bear with me, but you know, there were some good movies and we're going to have honorable mention and dishonorable mention. Now, where do we want to start with a dishonorable mention? Cause I really don't maybe break, like do like honorable mention four or five dishonorable mention three, two, one, let's break it up a bit. Maybe. Sure. Whatever works. Okay. Um, Sasha, we'll we'll uh, we'll just get right into it. Um, so, what was your honorable mention for 2022? All right. So, it's pulpy trash, but I had a really okay. good time watching it, and it was Day Shift, which is on Netflix, and it's a vampire horror comedy, I guess, starring Jamie okay. Foxx. I'm already in. He's Jamie Foxx is a vampire hunter, and as it would imply, he is on the day shift, so he hunts vampires while they're in their dens to destroy them, wipe them out, and he gets paired uh, with 
somebody in his vampire hunting guild who is going to monitor what he's doing because he has gone renegade too many times and he's at risk of getting kicked out of the vampire hunters union. Oh, okay. So it's a funny, funny movie. It's got really awesome practical effects. Makeup effects are really well done. Um, I loved it. I thought it was really fun. I don't think it's a good movie by any by any means. It was a really fun movie. Hmm. Interesting. That's so weird. With like I I can't What has happened to Jamie Foxx's career? Like he was he was like Oscar nominated like high rolling actor for so long and then I'm not saying that this movie's terrible. I'm just it stands out to me that it, he's on a Netflix horror comedy. It feels like very much like he's doing an Elijah Wood thing of like I've got this money that I can kind of just do what I want and have fun yeah. with my career. And sure. I was going to say I at mean, a certain point I think actors if they get the chance they don't then just say fuck it and go and do what interests them. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe with the uh, Swiss Army Man and some other things. I was going to say the Weird Al Yankovic movie. I really want to see that. I have not I haven't it seen yet, it but... yet. I I'll tell you what though. I already have two movies for this year if we continue doing this. Like and I already talked about one of them. But the other one I'll just say it right now cuz you know you guys just got to watch it at some point. Everything, everywhere, mm-hmm. all, all at once. You just got to watch it. I also really want to see that. That one. Holy cow. That is a ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So, Day Shift. You know, it makes me think of Daywalker, too. It makes me think of, like, do they do they make that reference or no? Um, A little bit. So, they do talk about they go a little bit into um, how they hunt them because they find their um, thralls. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for, thrall. They know Mm. the thralls, um, the look of a thrall, what a thrall might be gathering supply-wise or how they will protect a den. And then I think some of the younger vampires are daywalkers. So. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it just that's just something that my friend uh, Brian often says to me is Daywalker because I don't know it's a joke between us because I really he figured out I really like the Blade movies at one point and then he just started calling me Daywalker. I, See, when I hear Daywalker, I think of South Park with the gingers. Oh. No, I didn't. I didn't. I don't watch South Park, so I have no clue. I've seen exactly two episodes of South Park. One I despised, and one that I really like. And would... there's a whole thing about gingers not having any souls, and they're daywalkers, and that's that's oh what they gosh. call them. That's funny. <laughs> and then they start my, to uh, like take over the town or whatever. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's. Like, I have not seen it in a really long time, but I think it's supposed to be a riff off of a horror movie. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, so I'll uh, I'll go with my honorable mention, and I only had to look at my list, but I'll pull it up. Uh, I watched this no less than five times this year. Uh, 
because I was super obsessed with it um, because of the game I played, which appeared on our video game episode, which was Starship Troopers. I watched this movie by myself at least three times. And then I had a viewing party at the Game On store that, that we did together uh, around this time as well. Because one of the employees had never seen it. So we all were like, no, you have to see this movie. Um, because he's 23, I think. So he was like, yeah, it was out of his scope. Although it should have been out of my scope. Because the first time I saw this, I'm pretty sure I was nine. And there is yeah. a lot of adult stuff in this movie. Um, including like a lot of nudity. <laughs> yeah. My grandfather was a really big science fiction person. So I was exposed to this at a way, way too early of an age, but yeah. Um, so yeah, Starship Troopers, if you haven't seen it, I mean, it's an old movie. Uh, the old and standards of it being in the nineties now. Um, yeah, it's just a great movie. It's a great sci-fi movie. It's a great parody of what what will they call it? Totalitarianism. Uh, it's just just fun satire. There you go. I was looking for sat there. There's the word satire. It's a great satire, and I love the game that was based on it this year and or 2022, and I just watched it a bunch. So. Not much else to say about it. You guys know what it is. <laughs> so, uh, Ace, what's uh, what's your honorable mention? Uh, mine would be one that I haven't finished yet. It's on Netflix, starring Adam Driver. It's called White Noise. Mm, and okay. from what I've watched of it and what the trailer indicates, it's like he plays like a suburban-ish dad. He's like a, I think he's like a university professor. Mm-hmm. or like a judge or something or both um and then like a environmental disaster takes place so okay so far i'm enjoying it it's very weird so i will have to see what comes of it when i have time to watch that maybe i'll finish it after the uh podcast recording tonight okay yeah, I had a lot of time to watch movies today. I didn't. I just played games. That's my problem mm-hmm. with movies, is I just play games instead. Makes sense. So, White Noise. Okay. And where did you see this? Uh, it's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, I would like to say that, um, go back to Starship Troopers. I, I watched it on Voodoo, because that's what I had it on. I also own it on DVD two different ways. Uh, two different copies, I would say. And then, yeah, that's, I don't know how else you can see it. I don't think it's on any streaming service because it might be on HBO. Let me see. I'm going to check. Okay. But white noise is also Netflix. Um, Okay. I mean, I could check, but it'd be, I don't know. Actually, if you Google something. A lot of the times, it you can find is like everything. Starship it's on. Troopers on Disney Plus. What? <laughs> I don't. I don't see it on Disney Plus, but that's hilarious. If it is, I'm, it's just I'm I'm on Google, 
and it's it's really suggesting that it's on Disney Plus here. Disney Plus, Starship Troopers. Huh. Wow. All right. Um. Yeah, that's very interesting. Di- apparently, Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah, I'm not seeing it on any streaming service when I googled it myself. So it's going to be on go. TV soon on Sci-Fi Tuesday at 1:45 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have cable still and have the sci-fi channel which my dad does um you can get see the, the sanitized sci-fi. version of starship troopers gosh they'd have to cut out so many parts and scenes yeah yeah wow they probably won't cut the violence though maybe no they probably won't the guy getting shot they probably won't all right so um Let's get on to the the, the main list. Um, so you're number five, Sasha. Number five is my only not horror movie on my list, and it's Jackass Forever. Uh okay. I yeah. Is is this number four from I, Forever, or is it? Or is it yes, five? I think so. Maybe I don't know. Okay. I feel like I have been watching Jackass so long that it all blends together. But I do kind of this... does like yeah. they have like about 10 different pranks they do and you kind of get the formula. This was a really nice change of pace. I will say it, you know, okay. it has a lot, a lot of the same elements that Jackass has always had. But with all of the, the older guys, the main crew being sober, um, mm-hmm. they're taking a lot better care of their bodies and you know a little Mm -hmm. bit more caution with what they're doing uh however johnny knoxville does blow himself out of a cannon like i don't even know like i'm almost almost straight up angle uh Mm -hmm. over a lake and that was yeah but um it's like a passing of the torch so they've got these younger guys that are very clearly going to be picking up the mantle to continue this going on because the OG cast can't do this forever. They, they're not, their bodies can't handle all of that. It, it could be argued their body shouldn't have been able to handle the first movie. No, but they were doing some pretty hard drugs. So I would guess that they didn't feel a lot of that in the moment. Uh, so, yeah. And there's so much gross stuff in those movies. So too. not, not so much in, in Jackass forever. Um, uh-huh. I, there's, they do, uh, have genitalia, but, uh, not so much of like, you know, like there's not a vomit omelet. There's not, uh, anything going in anybody's butts. Uh, mm. so I, mm. I think this one is Some a little bit, <laughs> yeah, this one, this one is a nice change of pace and I love Jackass. I've always loved Jackass. I grew up with it and it implies yeah, that I it's going to keep going on. So I loved this I mean, movie. I remember all of the, like all of the high school friends and I going to go see the first one. And one of our friends being like, let's do this. Like 100% into it. Let's do it. I'm in. And me being like 100,000% no. I am not... <laughs> And then everyone else being like, uh, maybe, 
And then they saw it when I was like, I was out, like I was 100% out. They're like, now nah, maybe we should follow Cham on this one. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then that other friend did continue to do those things with another friend. Like he just went, he started recording himself doing crazy shit like this. Just, you know, yeah, it was. You know how they say like movies don't shouldn't affect people's actions and that kind of stuff. Apparently, that did not extend to my friend. He just exactly took everything from Jackass. I mean, that's why Jackass has a warning on -hmm. the start of Uh every episode and every movie: the skull and crutch bones. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, the skull and crutch bones. I like that. Did they actually call it that, or you just? I just came up with that on the fly. (laughs) that's good (laughs) okay so jackass forever all right so i'm gonna have a controversial one on here not a horror movie (laughs) not a horror movie but a lot of people movies didn't like it and i hands down really really liked it and it was jurassic world dominion um Mm. There are a lot of cool ideas that were used in this. And I I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if it's, it's a big summer blockbuster movie. It's not supposed to be super cerebral and super well thought out. It's a summer blockbuster with dinosaurs. Like what else do you want from them? And they actually had some thought behind it too. Like, like they had, Uh, Of course, you know, it always deals with, like, what are we doing, doing this genetic meddling and yada yada. So, like, one of the big story points is that Inogen, the the new sort of bad guy corporation that's doing all this genetics, um, released a a plague of three-foot-long locusts on the world that were just devouring everything in the world, like causing a food shortage, only Mm -hmm. to find out they kind of did it on purpose. Um, not really, but kind of like, it was just, it was like a lot of, yeah. And it was like a lot of social commentary on corporate America, essentially. Yeah. I also think that's an interesting choice. Um, feels very biblical. Uh, yes, yes, Uh it does. Uh, yeah. Considering the locusts just kill people. It wasn't even just like, oh, here's the corn. It's like, well, and um, famine. You've got locusts and famine. That's what's yeah. happening. Yeah. And then you've got, well, you didn't have frogs raining, but you do have dinosaurs. So maybe. So With fro- okay. they have frog DNA. They do I'm make gonna, that true. Okay. So we've got three. <laughs> now we just need like the firstborn children swept away in the middle of the night. Was there going to be another Jurassic Park movie? <laughs> No, I think they said this is the end of another trilogy or whatever. But it was actually really cool to see, like, the idea... There was a couple cool ideas. Like, the idea that once the dinosaurs got out from the second Jurassic World, um, like, how it was to cope with dinosaurs in the real world, people trying to adjust. Um, Mm. But obviously, the carnivores were a problem immediately. Like, you had a T-Rex that sort of stomped through this, like, rural Canadian town. And people were like... Why? Like, I mean, there was disasters like that, but then there was also stuff like, 
just out in the mountains, there was just a herd of triceratops that was never bothering anyone or doing anything like, Mm -hmm. so stuff like that. Um, it's kind of interesting to see, you know, the characters, what they tried to do. Like you had, um, the original, you know, if you saw Jurassic world one, uh, I don't remember her name, but she was known for running in high heels from the T-Rex, the, the, the director, um, she ended up being like a very hardcore dinosaur conservationist um, in the third movie where mm-hmm. she was actually like rescuing uh, illegal dinosaurs from ranches and stuff. Um, they were doing like operations to sort of undermine Inogen and their farms and stuff. It was it was a very complex and I will say messy movie, but it was fun. Um and it also ties to another game I played, uh, the Jurassic World uh, Park Builder that I didn't pick on my list. Um, that also dealt with how do you deal with real dinosaurs in a human world and stuff. And it was um, it was kind of interesting concept of like, okay, so we brought them back. Now what do we do? Like, how do we adjust? And it was a really cool concept. So, and it was a fun movie. And it got to do a lot of new dinosaurs, like a Theranzenosaurus. Like, I don't think you recognize that one, Sasha. You got the no, nope. fa- nope. it's a don't. giant plant eater with like th- four or five foot long claws, and they had it fight another dinosaur. They just they find a new dinosaur and it fights a new dinosaur. That is the Jurassic Park formula. If you want to boil it down at some point. But yeah, it was basically like, oh no, we're running from the big bad carnivore, and then it stumbles into Therizontosaurus, and you're like, oh no, what's going to happen? Of course, people who don't know what Therizontosaurus is, it was just mostly just a docile plant eater, so it's not going to attack the people. It's like, I don't care about you. And then, the, of course, the predator comes in, and it's got to protect itself, so... It was a, it was a good like seeing the audience who clearly didn't know what was going on being like, oh no, and me being like, hey, they just found their savior, <laughs> kind of deal. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a fun movie, it's fun summer blockbuster. Saw it in theaters. It was I think it's the one movie on this list I saw in theaters. Yeah, it is, and yeah, it was a good time. So, uh, Ace, you're uh, number five. Um, probably the Weird Al Yankovic movie. Okay, I had a lot I of do fun with see it. it. Um, yeah, it's quote unquote a biopic. Yeah, but it's more more like a parody. Uh, there's a lot of good scenes in it's it. A, it's a like parody the, of uh, biopics. That yeah. feels so meta um, because of him, what Weird Al is famous for. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Um, him getting the inspiration for My Bologna is shot in a really like dramatic way, where mm-hmm. like he's talking about how it's difficult to come up with words to or new words to songs that exist. Um, mm-hmm. to his roommates and stuff and then my Sharona comes up on the radio and then the song just like starts skipping on the my Sharona my Sharona as he's like in the middle of 
uh, making a sandwich for one of his roommates. <laughs> and uh, he's like, hey, so-and-so, can I use your bologna? He's like, yeah, you can use my bologna. And so then mm. they start pointing out that the radio skipping and stuff, and then it's stuck on the My Sharona part, and, like, as as that's happening, he starts, like, my bologna. Mama, my bologna. And then mm-hmm. it's, like, got, like, really dramatic framing and stuff like that. And then he, like, starts starts playing it on the accordion and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I, his roommates I are all, like, taken aback and stuff. I heard there was a scene where people get arrested for having accordions or something like that. Like, it was, like, a big deal that he taught him accordion. Like... Uh, it's been a couple weeks since I've seen it. Maybe. Okay. I don't, I, that seemed funny to me that it was just like, he's, he's taking this weird instrument that like most people don't like, and they're like making it like illegal or something. I just, I don't know. It was, mm-hmm. it's, it's weird Al. Uh, cause he has a polka song on every CD. I don't know if you've yeah. ever had one of his CDs, but there's always a polka song. There's mm-hmm. so some of them are my favorite. Like oh, really um, good. I don't know if it it was probably actually in conjunction with the release of the movie. Um, there was a radio station that for like a month solid was just Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> That's awesome. Or for like a couple weeks here, because it was originally the one that I had uh, uh, set in my car for Christmas music. Mm-hmm. I just left it on that. And then I went into work and it was playing just Weird Al Yankovic nonstop. And I was oh. like, oh, cool. After seeing the movie, I, my enjoyment and love of Weird Al has been rekindled. So that was Ye- that was a nice week long, week or two long uh, introduction to new songs that I've not heard before. Did I, did I tell you what happened during Thanksgiving where... One of the kids there, I don't think it was my kid. I think it was my cousin's kid was like complaining about like, I don't want to eat that for Thanksgiving. And my grandmother started saying, singing, just eat it (laughs) from from Weird Al. Nice. And I was like, grandma, I didn't even know you knew who Weird Al was. Like, (laughs) cause she's, I think she's turned 80 this year. So, Mm -hmm. Now, to be fair, my other grandma, the one who passed away this year, she's the one that played in a band with Weird Al's dad, because Weird Al is from Ohio. So, she would have known about Weird Al, but my other grandma, I didn't expect that. So, yeah. Weird Al, I'm very interested in this. I do want to see it. Um... Uh What's I mean, the name of it? Uh, weird, the Al Yankovic story. Just if weird. you have a Roku, okay. you have access to it because it's on the Roku channel. I do not have a Roku. All of my streaming services and stuff are played through my PlayStation Five. Oh. So. Oh boy. So, because it's just me. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't need more stuff. I need games and occasionally Netflix and YouTube. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fair enough. 
Okay, so weird. Uh, Sasha, uh, we're down to number four. Number four is Don't Worry Darling, which is kind of horror. I would say more like horror adjacent. Mm -hmm. Um, This one was starring Florence Pugh, which is why I love it. Um, Harry Styles, eh, whatever. He's all right, I guess. He's got a terrible accent in this movie. I don't know what what region he's trying to do, but... It's not anything I can, I have ever recognized in a movie. It's supposed to be an American accent, but I don't know. It's terrible. But this one's okay. set set in the fifties, and it is Florence Pugh is a fifties housewife, and she's starting to question her existence in this beautiful perfect stepford wives lifestyle that she is living Mm -hmm. and it is a strong gaslighting movie where the protagonist knows exactly what's going on and everybody else is telling her that that it's not happening Mm -hmm. and then there's a a pretty interesting reveal about three quarters of the way through the movie and then the rest of it is florence Pugh, final girl Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So. I understand why you like it. It definitely has the horror formula. Yeah. And it feels... It's horror kind of got some sci-fi feel to it. Um, it reminds me a lot of if you... Well, you haven't played it, but Fallout 3 has a storyline of suburbia not being quite what it is. I, I have played Fallout Three. That's the yeah. one I played, and yes. it wasn't it wasn't to completion, but I was probably eighty percent through. To completion. <laughs> um, the one uh, in Fallout Three. You guys got the reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Fallout Three, where they're in the pods mm-hmm. and they are not experiencing post-apocalyptic society yeah. but but suburbia instead it's yes. it's a lot like that yeah or um what was that terrible movie it was red something m night Shyamalan. the one where it was like the people living in old times it was literally just the in village? the village park the village there you go yeah yeah very similar of like okay you're getting the reveal with the main protagonist and everybody else is like no 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 that's not what's happening mhm yeah it almost feels like in some ways like 1984 cuz like 1984 was like this is life and no one no one can get out of it and i yeah yeah and like you're being monitored everything she's doing is being monitored in the mhm Okay, so that sounds interesting. And yeah. uh, what, what was it? What was it called again? It's called "Don't Worry, Darling." Don't worry, darling. Yeah, that that the title gives some knowing knowing the context. the t- The title has some flags on there. Yeah, it's gaslighting the movie. That's that's what it felt like yeah. to me. Or the did you ever play We Happy Few the game? I have not, but I. 
I know what that game is like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So I have uh, come to appreciate an actor that I have never appreciated before this year. Okay. Um, and this is arguably the most movie of him ever. And it's Nicolas Cage, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. <laughs> it is Nick Cage, the movie. And I have heard several people describe it this way. He plays himself, uh, who is trying to find sort of an end to get back into the spotlight. Uh, and he befriends this guy who everyone suspects is a drug lord in South America. And he starts working with as big sort of like pseudo becoming this guy's friend while they're writing a movie together. And then also working with the FBI to sort of like figure out if this guy is the indeed drug lord and running things. And um, Nick Cage just trying to figure out his life. Um, all the while being haunted by a younger version of Nick Cage who speaks to him directly in these psychotic like visions. Uh, and it's just hilarious and it's great and i really liked it um it's kind of a very cerebral movie in that in that kind of way but then it also is all like at the same time a dumb action movie in some play ways like it's just it's bonkers and i love it <laughs> and i've talked about it on the podcast but like one of my favorite lines is when he's like arguing with his younger Nick Cage self. And then he's like, you know, you love me. And they start making out. And then he, the, the real Nick Cage is like flabbergasted by what happened. And then the younger one just is like walks off in victory and says, you tell everyone Nick Cage smooch is good. And it's just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I, I've probably watched this movie over the years once in a while. Like it's not a, like a one and done for me, so that's why it has to be on the list because it's just it's gonna be one of those movies. Is like guys, you just gotta watch this. Like I'm not gonna give them any context. It's like have you have you seen it? And they'll be like, no. I was like, of course not. You gotta watch it. Um, so there, yeah, there you go. Um, Ace. <laughs> Uh, you're number um, four. Oh, hold on. I think I, I just had it. I have to... Oh, that's higher. Uh, yeah, I would say uh, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, okay. I enjoyed I that one this. as a follow-up to... Uh, the original 80s movie. Yeah. I think they did a decent job with some of the uh, plot points from the first movie and in updating it into a, a modern age. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I haven't seen Not that movie, to... 
but I saw a meme that was like the most unbelievable part of the new Top Gun movie is all the millennials in the bar knowing the words to Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. Yeah. That did feel I don't, a little I, a little bit out I, of place. I don't know them. I know the chorus. No. Although, yeah. Although I will say uh, Miles Teller's character is Goose's son. So there is possibly that the link there and then i mean i i guarantee you from what i understand military is big on tradition so it's possible that that's just one that they continue on sure i mean there could have been a you know in a real life scenario like a lot of people who knew it and then some people who were just sort of like yeah along with the song you know like just to be in part of the moment so it's not super unrealistic, I guess, but yeah, that's, I will say, uh, in, in the memes defense, like, uh, I don't know the words of any of the songs that my parents like, like that is uh-huh. not a thing. I mean, I do, but that's cause my parents listened to like classic rock so i listened sure. to that i know all of that my dad's into hard metal and i am not and my mom is into whatever is on the radio she just is she has never really nailed down any she used to be really into country for a long time i don't know all the words to a country song like i just don't like I'm not saying country's bad, but I just don't. Yeah, I don't know any of that. So, I I used to actively not like what mom and dad would listen to. So, I had my own music that I've had on a portable CD player that I put on in the car. And that's what I would listen to. So, I don't know the words to their songs. Although, um, we did... Uh, so my, my ex stepfather was an ABBA fan and there was one D and D night where we did sing dancing queen as a joke. Cause it was nice. just, it came up. One guy started singing it. I joined him, and then a couple other people joined and some other people were like, are you fucking serious? Like, <laughs> why are you singing dancing? Queen? <laughs> also, how do you know the words? <laughs> So that did happen once. Okay, so Top Gun Maverick. Um, yeah, I've barely seen the first Top Gun. I've seen it, but it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. I just didn't watch that one. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll break it up with our dishonorable mentions. So let's let's hear this rant that we've been waiting for. Okay. Well. First, I'm going to say what the movie is, and then if you care about spoilers, I won't rant as hard. But So I have got some some beef with Scream, the Scream 2022 one that came out. I have okay. zero care about spoilers for this. I okay. will not be watching it. I, never, I don't care for horror at all. Okay, so I guess for people who are listening and who do care, skip a little bit, like... A minute but for a movie that is going to be meta 
intentionally meta. Because the whole point of the last two movies was how meta it is and that it's like the last movie was a reboot of the franchise and so it was so meta with all of the things with reboots of movies that like movie reboots of franchises. So this mm-hmm. one was supposed to be another thing with the meta of now we've rebooted the franchise, um, but we have all the oldies still pulling in. It's so meta that we have Courtney Cox and David Arquette like going through their parallel real life problems. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But then you're going to kill Dewey? What the fuck? You're gonna kill Dewey when the whole point of the Scream franchise is that the like the main people don't die. That's a whole point. That's one of the main thing themes of the Scream franchise is that Sidney Prescott doesn't die, Dewey doesn't die, and Courtney Cox doesn't die. What the fuck? You killed Dewey, and then and then right before you kill him, he goes, "It's an honor," and then kills him. What? No. It was a dishonor, and I wanted to shut that shit off right then. I didn't want to finish the movie. Wow! So you are that's how you were you had opinions about that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so dishonorable I, mention to Scream because I don't even I will not be finishing any more movies in the franchise. <laughs> I feel like this this deserves the 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 Mulan quote dishonor on you dishonor on your cow <laughs> yeah dishonor on your and family. honestly I kind of I would like to think that the actors feel that way as well because Nev Campbell isn't even going to be in the next one like full blown will not be in it because she doesn't feel that they will compensate her appropriately. Mm. So won't even be in it, and then you killed Dewey. So like, what? We gotta watch this for Courtney Cox? No, what? No. No one watches Friends for Courtney Cox. So. so. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was mean. I don't know if they do or not. I don't know why people watch I, Friends. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch Friends don't either. Friends. But I just think justice for Dewey. Okay. All right. So scream, uh, yeah. was the, was there a tagline to that one, or is it just called scream? I don't uh, know. It, it's just called scream. Okay. Okay. So scream. All right. Um, don't hate me, but my dishonorable mention is actually a good movie. But I brought this on myself this year, and showed my girls the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> my kid watched that this morning (laughs) i nice i don't think i've gone a weekend without seeing it twice since when they've been here like weekends where they're not here i don't watch it obviously um but not that's that's part of the reason the real big reason is me being more of an adult having never been into the whole nightmare before christmas zeitgeist to begin with and then watching it as an adult and being like this whole romance between Jack and Sally, that's not a romance. That's like a Jack is sort of done dealing with whatever drama he has going on for himself. And it's like, hey, it's a pretty girl that wants to talk to me. And then from Sally's perspective, she's been stalking him the whole movie. 
and finally gets him alone. But, but if you look at it through the lens of like the whole reason that he gets wrapped up into this um, Christmas thing is he's been living the same existence year after year Forever. after year and he's so like just disenchanted with it and he goes wandering off in the woods his whole like what you know what's the point of my existence there's nowhere to go like i've achieved everything there is to achieve and he gets into the all of the christmas business and it blows up in his face but then when it all comes back down to it the person that has been stalking him but also has had his back the whole time and yeah. realizes that that's what there is to live for is okay is finding finding companionship in another person not just looking at what you yourself can achieve okay but there is no acknowledgement from jack's end at all until the very end like yeah like he's like completely like thanks sally and moves on like complete obliviousness until the end like there's not a realization of like i've been here for you the whole time jack it's just like it was a such a weird i it just felt weird it was like Okay, but so they're that, together now. I feel like it happens, the realization happens before he goes to Oogie Boogie to save Christmas and save Sally. And and then the whole little thing at the end, their little love story coming to a close with a kiss in the moonlight. Uh, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not buying it. Like, I really am <laughs> not buying it. Like, it feels so weird to me. And then, like, immediately after this started, there was this, like, some sort of like uh like nightmare for christmas monopoly that was in the game store that i go to go to or maybe mm -hmm. it was clue or some board game with nightmare before christmas theme and on it is the scene of jack and sally in front of the moon and stuff like don't get me wrong it's a cute picture and stuff but i was just immediately like why it's not some like great love story it's just a, it's just <laughs> I don't know. It, it bothers me. It really bothers me. <laughs> like, it was just like, why is this a thing? And I know this is a thing because I have a lot of friends who are obsessed with these characters. And they're like, it's the greatest love story ever. And I'm like, it's really? It's not the greatest love story. I think it's more I have just heard... like finding, finding more to more to life, I think. I like your explanation. I really do. But like, I really do hear friends of mine say, but you don't understand. It's the greatest love story ever. I'm like, I, I don't even have a response to that because, you know, it's not a love story. I don't think it's the greatest. I don't but... think it. I, I don't think it's, it's in the running. I don't think it's a love story. I, think I don't think it's, it's a love it's it's not even like there's a connection there's no denying that there's a connection there but like it's not a love story there's it's a story about jack realizing what he has is okay it's not about him and sally it's about jack and i just don't and maybe oh, yeah. yes sally is his new adventure kind of like tangled you know you were my next dream but like you know but there's buildup entangled. There's not a lot of buildup in this one. Just, well, I would say this. There's buildup on Sally's end. On Jack's end, it's, hey, cute girl. <laughs> what next? Oh, cute girl has come to me. <laughs> All right. I'm done ranting about 
a movie that I'm going to get a lot of flack for from a lot of people. So there you go. Uh, Ace, do you have, oh, he doesn't have his headphones on. Can you hear us? He can hear us. Oh, I, I, I don't read lips, but I'm guessing that's what he said. So uh, when you're ready, you're up for your dishonorable mention. I could kind of hear you. He just had um, to take off his headphones for the blast. He couldn't, that you he were couldn't just listen. He, he couldn't listen to that to that horse shit. <laughs> no, nope. no, I had to blow my nose, and then my ear fell off. <laughs> so, um, uh, dishonorable mention phrase. That's going to be beast, which is the rogue lion attack movie featuring oh. Idris Elba. Oh, and yeah. Charlotte okay. Copley. As someone, okay, if there is a genre of horror movies that I do like, I do like monster movies. So I was very heavily considering watching this. So I'm, I'm, let, let's hear it. So why Dishonor I mean, on Beast? Overall, it's decent. Um, it really plays along with the horror of, you know, there being a rogue lion that is just stalking humans through the uh, African wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, where the film loses me is at the very end where Idris spoilers? Elba. Yeah, spoilers. spoilers. Okay. Spoilers where for Idris... people who don't care. Yeah, where mm-hmm. Idris Elba faces off with said rogue lion. Yeah. And lives. So, through the whole movie, the rogue lion mm-hmm. manages to, I believe with the village that he slaughters, I believe most, they were all unarmed. He manages to take down a pack of poachers who have po- high-powered rifles and semi-auto, possibly automatics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it survives being in a car explosion that Shalto Copley's character sets off killing himself to try and save Idris Elba and his daughters. Mm-hmm. So at the very end, when, <laughs> when Idris Elba faces off against the lion and he's got a knife but is like being bit in the leg and stuff like that and you know the lion has its paws on him with its claws there wasn't nearly enough blood and there wasn't enough dead Idris Elba because I'm sorry Mm. the actual like pride of lions that was in the area Sure, they may have killed the rogue lion in the end. I don't know how lions actually function like that, but I'm pretty sure you're not going to survive a rogue lion attack. Especially one that has been bloodthirsty and killing everyone left, right, front, and center. <laughs> like, you know, technically, I, I... it was wounded by the blast in possible bullets that it caught throughout but like a wounded animal is far more dangerous still than just a 
unharmed yeah. animal. Yeah, because the animal is having its own fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's that's something that um, that this goes back to like a lot of D and D stuff that 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 I have written over the years is a lot of D and D people they don't really think about how an animal or a monster or something would realistically react in a situation, and this movie already blows it entirely because um, being blown up. Right, um, it's sounding like it's doggedly pursuing pursuing them, without really a reason. Right. So essentially, when the explosion happens, it's Charlotte Copley's character was in the uh, vehicle that they had to initially, like the safari vehicle. It went over the edge of the cliff, and so there was gasoline leaking, and mm-hmm. it came to investigate. And Charlotte Copley's character essentially like is still alive and waits for it to try to attack him before dropping his lighter in the fuel. So that's what explodes it. Mm-hmm. But like, well, okay. I'm more of getting at slightly is... caught on fire, but like just the way that it's acting what? like it's Michael Myers. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's doggedly pursuing people. Now, there could be a reason for that if an animal does that. Like, A, you're in its territory. B, it's got a nest or from, young nearby. From or, you what know, I remember, it was essentially like its family or its pride had been mm-hmm. wiped out. Or, like, there was just too much lion poaching going on in the area in general. So it was, so like, enacting like, revenge in some sort of way. So this is Jaws in Africa. Which okay. is another point that I was going to get to is like the I haven't seen any advertisements that say it, but this would definitely fit to me with those movies that say we'll do for the African safari what Jaws did to water. Because like there have been a lot of movies that have used that tagline. Um, mm-hmm. There's a movie also called Frozen. It's not the Disney one. It's. Uh, oh, yeah. The one went in the ski lift. It's. Yeah, the ski lift where uh, the people working at the at the ski ski hill failed to do their jobs correctly, um, mm-hmm. and somehow three skiers get trapped on the lift. Even though, from what I understand of ski lifts and stuff, they have staff members at the top of the hill that wait and then ride all the way down and do like checks and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I thought that would have happened. But it's not the uh, one that's got Iceman in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've never Iceman. seen it, but I've, have you I've seen, listened to the Have you seen The Grey with Liam Neeson? Yes, I yeah. have. Now that, like that it movie. sounds like this Indris Elba movie wanted to be that. Possibly. Um yeah, Frozen Frozen is one of those ones for me that's almost like a so bad it's good movie because it's really sure. goofy where like the uh main girl's uh boyfriend which if i remember correctly uh the girl is actually Amy from The Walking Dead, the first season of The Walking Dead. 
Um, maybe. I'd have I to don't double know. check. Um, her boyfriend no... tries to jump off the chairlift. To... He breaks his leg, yeah. Yeah. Instead of landing on his back, he lands directly on his legs. Because he and... thinks that it's powdered snow underneath them and it's all padded. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what, like, most ski hills are, though. It's usually all packed down already. Because... I mean, I wouldn't know. I don't ski. It's usually just packed down. I don't know exactly what instruments they have for doing that, but usually that's it's not not even... Fluffed. That is... One of the dumbest things that they do in that movie. But there's a couple of other really dumb things they do. Like, like just put your hands yeah. in your pocket. Why are your hands yeah. not <laughs> in your pocket? Yeah. And then uh, Iceman try, tries to uh, go across <laughs> the cable. But the, they say that the cable <laughs> is, like, razor sharp. Which, no, it's not. Not unless if it's, like wildly unmaintained and like super rusty and fraying because they act they portray it like it's like razor wire and it's cutting through his gloves and that's not how that is Mm -hmm. I mean potentially if you're just going along with it that's going to wear out your gloves and cut into it but if you have the strength and are going piece by piece but that is isn't that what he was doing though because he was i mean yeah like genuinely scared he was like running his hands across it because he did he was afraid if i remember it's been a while since i've seen it i swear i've never seen it i have the 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 ninja warrior thing Mm -hmm. yeah i'm pretty sure he was doing that but like i used to be good at those i don't know (laughs) It, it was still very weird Okay, so you just didn't like that he survived at Beast, essentially. Yeah, he unrealistic. Should have died. Okay, I mean, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see it, but I, there are ways to survive attacks like that. People certainly have their stories of that. Um, mm-hmm. I was under the impression that the lion was not just a lion, but I guess that's just part of the horror but, hype but the spirit of michael myers because he survived an explosion yeah. and no I, I was expecting too. like an actual like oh this is like a mutant lion it's like three times a lion size like that that from like from what my impressions of the movie were but if it's that's just a what normal i lion, thought too from the trailer yeah. it's from what i understand it's just like well, a general lion that ha- has like a hatred of humans because of over poaching or loss of its own pride so but they like hype it up through the movie like it's the deadliest thing on the in the African wilderness and so it's Jason for, Lionborn gotcha yeah, yeah. it's a, he's got so a like, like pretty for developed Idris Elba's world. character to yeah so for Idris Elba's character to survive and only have a limp in the end and have to walk with a cane I'm like mm. he didn't even lose a limb like I feel like right. A lion's paw would just rip right through your chest. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The fact that it's a normal-sized lion is still scary because lions are still what, what, ten feet long? Yeah, and they're like, like five and a half feet tall. Yeah, like they're they're huge. They they're big. Um, 
that's still scary and that's still lethal. Let me guy a cougar will mess you up and they're not near that size. Um, yeah. So I, I get why that's dangerous. I was under the impression when this movie was being advertised, we're talking like Clifford sized lion. And <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like walking away from that fight as if like he fought a dog, like a German shepherd, not a lion. Yeah. You know what movie mm-hmm. does do an animal attack very well? Um, the Leonardo DiCaprio one where he gets mauled by a bear. The Revenant. Mm-hmm. The Revenant. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that in theaters and I don't normally like gore attacks. I don't, you know what? Entertainment to me. I, that is the part of horror the movies that I can deal with is the gore that I'm just like, fine. It, you know, a lot of times it's even funny to me. Um, but, um, that bear attack is the most realistic thing I have seen as far as like an animal attack. Have you guys seen mm-hmm. that movie? Oh yeah. I haven't seen it. Oh yeah. And that it is the one first of my time favorite movies of the year when it came out and I watched it. Yeah. It, that is the first time ever in a movie theater that I did this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just cover to the, to the listeners. I covered my mouth. Like I've never done that in a movie I until that, that face. This last week <laughs> yeah. over the menu. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. The menu. Okay, I, I know that one. I don't. I haven't seen it, but I. Uh, okay. The menu. All right. Yeah, so, Idris Elba survives a lion attack in Beast. Got it. That is unrealistic, and I I, I don't disagree. It's yeah, it's highly unlikely that you would, but. There are miraculous stories, and that's what movies are, miraculous stories, so. Oh, and, like, the whole, th- and more more backstory behind his character, too. Um, they were visiting because his since-separated and then deceased ex-wife was originally from the area in Africa. Mm-hmm. So he's completely not familiar with the area. He's a medical doctor. Um. Charlton Copley's character is like a anti poacher or like mm. a warden essentially. Gotcha. So like Park Ranger. Idris, I would say, is completely Idris's character is completely unequipped for the situation and mm. as such should not have survived in my opinion, but whatever. Well, I mean, yeah, and I I don't want to discredit what you're saying, but they're Again, a lot of real life and miraculous stories of people surviving situations that they had no training and no. Oh yeah, business. I used to watch the the show on Discovery. I shouldn't be alive. Yeah, all the time. I mean, Mary Vincent, it, with she got her uh, both of her arms cut off and she survives yeah. it. Digs herself yeah. out of a mm-hmm. ditch and crawls to safety. Yep, that's insane and terrible. Yikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, let's get back to the positivity and number three for Sasha. I'm not sure number three is very positive. Okay. Um, but Positive opinions. Maybe not positive movie, but positive Correct. opinions. Correct. Um, okay. <laughs> my number three is Incantation, which is oh. on Netflix. And okay. I, yeah. I will say, I think this one was probably the scariest movie I watched last year um 
I think it's uniquely scary as a parent. Um, so this is the one it is, I think it's, I think it's from Thailand. So it's subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about the one where the mom gets pregnant. Um, and then her and her ghost hunting team go to this shrine where they desecrate a shrine. And I believe she gets cursed in the process. So then later mm-hmm. the, the girl is, uh, she's like five. I don't know. She's little, She's really, really cute, and she starts getting really, really, really sick, um, like, like gross sores on her body, um, vomiting, like really, really sick. And doctors can't help her, and she takes her to like a healer, and they tell her that it's a demon or something, and they give her this like bug. I don't know, caterpillar thing wrapped mm-hmm. up in a leaf and tell her to eat that and then don't let her eat anything for seven days. Um, but she does let her eat. And yeah, so it's a, a really, really horrifying um, movie about why you shouldn't desecrate shrines or... Um, get all wrapped up in people's religions and butt your nose into places that it doesn't belong. And, um, then you wouldn't have Fair these enough. horrifying things happening to you. But, um, I, it was really hard to watch as a parent. Um, like thinking, like I, I can imagine. Yeah. Like the, Could- especially the part where she's struggling with, like the girl is so hungry and she does not like, she knows she's not supposed to feed her. And it's, oh, that part is so hard. Because I feel like I probably would have also fed my kid. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just a natural instinct as a parent. Like, yeah. like, I can't even do something where my where my mom is like, I'm cooking a big dinner for everyone. The girls can't, shouldn't have a snack. And it's like 3.30 and they're hungry. And I'm like, it's not ready till 6. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'd be giving them a snack because I'm not listening to I'm hungry for two and a half hours. Yeah, no, it's not just that. It's just like, yeah, they ate lunch at noon. It's like halfway. Should yep. be fine. Sure enough, mom makes something the kids don't like. She blames me giving them ho-hos, as, I, as, as they call them. They're actually Swiss rolls for mm-hmm. Emery, specifically. Cece doesn't like those. Cece had Cheerios. And then, yeah. And then it turns into this big thing. And then, yeah. <laughs> well, that does not sound as bad as what happens when the little girl eats the pineapple tidbits. No, it probably not. <laughs> no, she probably no. Yeah, I won't be watching that. No. Yeah, I don't. I, it it is also a genuinely scary movie. Like there are scary parts to this movie, like jump scares that are well earned. Um, so it's like I, I think it doubles down on the the fear factor i think even as not being a parent you would be afraid watching this movie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep so um i'm gonna go with a comedy for the next one (laughs) light in the moon um it is a dark comedy uh because it is set in uh where i don't remember the country it's set in but german occupied uh, Jojo Rabbit uh, during World War II. I'm pretty sure that's just German. 
Germany. It's just Germany. Yeah. Yeah. So Nazi Germany. Yeah. During World War II. Um, and it is the story of a little boy uh, whose father is not around and his mother is uh, out a lot. And he's just sort of like trying to live life as a kid in Nazi Germany uh, who they find out. He finds out that uh, there's a girl living in his wall that is a stowaway uh, Jewish girl. And he's sort of struggling with the morality of that, but also being one of the what do they call them? The the Hitler uh, youth, Hitler youth. Yeah. Uh, And fantasizes that Hitler is his best and imaginary friend. And Hitler tells him to do all sorts of crazy things. Also, it's a comedy, so it's a very lighthearted one. And Taika Waititi, who does this movie, uh, who I was turned on to through Sasha here because of uh, Our Flag Means Death, is Hitler. And talking to this little boy about how he's his best friend and whatnot. And trying to guide him through... So Hitler is obviously pro-Hitler, uh, duh. So he's like, we don't hang out anymore, man. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> and stuff like that. And he's like, uh, and, and gives all this idea. And it's just a, it's a funny movie. There's this part where, so the kid is in the Hitler Youth program and they're sort of militarizing these kids. Mm-hmm. Um because you know they're running out of options because they're losing the war and Hitler uh convinces the kid to I don't know go full ham on this grenade training they're doing and uh very early in the movie he throws a stick grenade at a tree and it bounces back and lands at his feet and I I tell you what it's dark but it was funny because like the kid blows up the grenade lands at his feet and it, the shot pulls back and you just see from a, like a, a, just a distance, a kid get blown up by the grenade and just flop, just like fly in the air and flop over. And I'm just like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> like it's one of those things. Like it's an anchor man. We're supposed to be this like, really like crazy dark thing where he kicks the dog off the bridge, but it's clearly a stuffed dog. It's like that kind of Mm -hmm. reaction where it's like supposed to be something horrible, but ends up looking funny. You know what I mean? Like, um, it was just so sudden and just pulls back and you see this kid get blown up. You're like, Oh no, but that was funny. So, uh, it gets, it's got some, it's got some dark moments though. Cause it is a dark comedy. I will say that. Um, Mm -hmm. There's some you find out some things about the mom later on, uh, and some stuff happens, and then you're like, no, like it goes it goes down a dark path at some points, but um, mm-hmm. it ends up kind of ending on a pseudo good note. Um, so it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. It's Taika Waititi is I mean... a freaking genius. Like. Him as Hitler is just the most... That was hilarious. Like, um, and, like, when he finally sort of, like, severs that connection with Hitler um, is just hilarious. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's the most out of, like, out of nowhere stunt 
in the movie, uh, it's probably about the same reaction I got with the grenade blowing up the kid. It was just hilarious. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, Taika Waititi, um, he said of directing the movie, you know, part of it was that he wanted to um, point out how ridiculous Hitler and the Nazis were, and. Mm-hmm. The scene that serves that is when uh, Stephen Merchant's Gestapo character comes to mm-hmm. Jojo's house because of some th- some things with the mom, and it's him and like I don't know seven other Gestapo agents, and each Hi, and Hitler. every one of them Hi, Hitler, to- him. So it's like seven in a row right there, and then Sam Rockwell's character. Uh, Commander Dirtz, I think, and then yeah. um, Freddie Finkel come in. So they Heil Hitler, each of those guys, too. Yeah, and everyone so has it's... to do it to each other. So you hear it, like, eight or nine times, and then there's mm-hmm. there's events where it has to happen all over again, and then they're leaving, and they have to do it all over. Like, it's just hilarious. It's, it's very... Um, it felt very... Um, oh, what's that? Mel Brooks. It felt very Mel Brooks at that point. Like just yeah. ridiculously funny like and i um, i also enjoy how some of the some of the gags that they have too like with the uh germans running out of options um sam rockwell's character uh <laughs> he uh asks his second in, suggests to his second in command to get like some german shepherds like dogs but mm-hmm. he he comes back with like actual german shepherds like yes, in there. yeah, sheep shepherds, yeah, these sheep old shepherds. men with, with with robes and canes and, and stuff. Freddie Finkel, who's played by the actor who plays Theon Greyjoy, um, yes, he's yeah. all embarrassed about it. But I also love how in the movie too, uh, they sort of ha- hint at like Sam Rockwell and Theon Greyjoy sort of having like an unspoken romantic relationship too. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, at least. At least that uh, the I don't know the guy's name, but the guy who does play Theon uh, from Game of Thrones, um, very infatuated with the other guy at the very least. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and the other guy just sort of like, I could see him just being oblivious and narcissistic. Like, I could just see him being like, yeah, whatever, I'm awesome. So of course he follows me around everywhere. Um, but. Mm-hmm. There, there's some interesting character arcs on top of all of it too. Like it's, it's a really good movie. Like, you know, the, some people really surprise you by how they act, but it kind of makes sense because there's clues about mm-hmm. it throughout the movie, and you're just like, oh, okay, I didn't expect that from that person. Um, yeah. I, I, um, I, I, I think one of the funniest moments uh, is also when the the guy, the little kid that is the main kid's best friend, has a rocket launcher. And (laughs) Uh (laughs) like, he's like, huh, we've got to fight them back. They're here. And he just, he's just this fat little pudgy kid. He's got a rocket launcher. Just runs down the street. (laughs) Yeah. And with uh, Germany running out of resources too, their uniforms are made out of paper like material. Yes. So it's like, it's really uncomfy looking when he first has, yeah. has it and then by the time you catch up with him towards the end of the movie it's like deteriorating mm-hmm. and almost like yeah. falling off of him and stuff 
So yeah, uh, again, the movie's called Jojo Rabbit. Uh, it's a satire of Nazi then, Germany. And then uh, Rebel Wilson's character, uh-huh. also a Nazi, and then like, yes. putting a putting a grenade on <laughs> on like a kid's back, and then being like, "You see that American over there? Go give him a hug. Run and give him a hug." Yes. Yeah. She turned kids into suicide bombers. Yeah. Yeah. That was. And then she gets that was blown thing. up. So. Yeah, she does. She does. Um, pretty funny movie. Um. So. Uh. So Ace. Uh. Your number three. Uh, my number three, I think, is gonna be the menu. Okay. I love it. The menu is love it. A very fun thriller, suspense, horror movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell basically. the theme of the two horror fans here, and then not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, essentially, picture if like, because Sasha has mentioned it, like if Gordon Ramsay, like, went off the deep end. So essentially, he like, if spoiler warning, um, the chef, like, is like a renowned chef. Uh, and he hosts people who pay to come to like his private island and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular group of people are people that he, we learn he intensely dislikes. Um, one of them is like a, a food reviewer, a food critic, who ah. has been responsible was responsible for like his rise in in stardom but has also been responsible for like a lot of restaurants Setbacks. getting shut down and things like yeah. that um another is like a uh actor who he had gotten the <laughs> chef character had gotten like one day off and so in however long and he went to go see a movie and he saw the movie that this guy was in and thought it was just absolute shit. And so, so he hates the actor because of the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'd be like him oh, having okay. having Mike Myers there because he got his first day off in six months and saw the Love Guru. <laughs> oh, the Love Guru. Oh God. I like the um, Love Guru. I've never met anybody who mm. said that. <laughs> I think well, you have just, now. It's, I think it's just stupid and funny. Like I just so, es- so essentially, he's invited slash is hosting all this select group of people, um, who, unbeknownst to them, until like a couple courses in, he plans to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, because the the first thing that. Uh, really cues them in is uh his uh what it's like a sous chef the mess has him yeah the mess where his sous chef literally just kills himself in front of everyone and i was like by shooting himself yeah that caught me off guard as well but i was like oh damn uh and it's got a lot of dark humor um at one point they they essentially play like hide and seek slash cat and mouse where all the men get like a 45 second head start 
to try and escape and none of them make it. So they just get brought right back into the dining area. But all the women like stayed behind and then just went to the next meal. Um, I also love fucking Nicholas Holt's character who is like an, like a up the chef's ass type person who like analyzes every meal and tries to pick out like every flavor. And I like how the, the chef is like, you've taken the mystery out of my art Hmm. because, because like you're just supposed to enjoy the food. You're not supposed to like pick it apart and know like every aspect of the food. Okay. Um, and like you can sort of get a sense of like where it's going with his character because uh, he at one point asked the chef, "Oh, is there this in this?" And the chef is like, "Yes, there's this," and like rolls his eyes. And then mm-hmm. he later has that guy try to prepare a meal, and mm. uh, so like each course they have like a big title title sequence for it um and i think i forget i th- well, just want to say his name was like nick because tyler's whole... bullshit tyler yeah tyler's bullshit mm-hmm. and it's it like lists what each each thing is and for his i'll be right back like, i gotta check on something butter and shallot roasted undercooked lamb and an uh, utter lack of cohesion. <laughs> yeah. And just like thoroughly embarrasses him in front of everyone, which then obviously leads into him going and uh killing himself in the chef's office. Now now, let's let's use the proper kitchen term. He 86 himself. Fair enough, yeah. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I love Oh, actually, I'll wait for Ford to want to get back to let him know. Uh, I also loved how uh, we s- slowly learn about why he's taking pity on uh, Anya Taylor-Joy's character. Specifically just because she wasn't supposed to be there. Mm. And then uh, <laughs> I also... It was also really funny too. Um, the movie character, the uh, actor who he hated his performance in the one movie, um, he has an assistant who's there with him, mm-hmm. and like when they're dis- discussing why him him planning to kill everyone, um, he's like, "Did you go to school, university? Yes. Do you have s- student loans?" And she's like, "No." Sorry, you're definitely dying. It's uh, like, ah, that's good. As as someone who, uh, yeah, has a lot of student loans. <laughs> well, she also funny. she mentioned she went to Ivy League as well, so she's Ivy League with no yeah. student loans. Jeez. Yeah, yeah that's and then not the good. the uh, dessert dish at the very end. <laughs> I was I was super giddy for. Because I questioned slash recognized it right away. So they bring, they have everyone sitting at the table and they bring like these sort of like marshmallow shirts and like, or scarves and like drape them over everyone. And I'm like, 
no way. Are they doing s'mores? And they end end the movie with uh, like a really giant artsy s'mores display because they literally just set the, all the uh, burners on and just blow the entire like dining area and kitchen up. Mm. Very good. Very okay. fun. Okay. I might watch it. We'll see. Maybe. I don't Maybe. think I don't think it's a like a very scary movie at all. So you know, scary isn't normally the issue for me. You know what I mean? Like it, I, 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 I got through Hush. I think that was pretty good. Like I, I got through Hush. Yeah. Um, yeah. I watched Antlers as well this year and Underwater and some other like tense movies. Like I'm not. Mm. It's not the scariness that gets to me. It, it, it's the problem is I'm just not after that kind of content. I like to like if I'm watching something, I want to either be informed or laughing. Like is is the mm. sort of two modes that I'm going for? Thrilled and, and scared. Laugh. Now laughing. See that that's what's enticing me to the menu is 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 the laughing part because like. If you notice, like all the horror stuff I talk about end up being funny or comedies in some mm-hmm. way, uh, except for like the other two I mentioned, I because I, you know, I, I specifically watched them to watch along with the podcast that we all listen to for the horror stuff. And I was like, I'll try it. And then I li- watched it. And I was like, I mean, it's good. I wouldn't have done that without it. Uh, you know, like, but it was OK. Like, I don't know. I also both times second screened it, so I was playing a game and it is on this monitor. Like, I don't know. I I just I don't get it. I don't get the the wanting to be thrilled thing. I just don't. But that's fine. And mm-hmm. it does sound like a good movie. It does sound good. Um, so we'll see. What's it on? Where'd you see it? Uh, it's on HBO Max. Okay. That's where I watched Antlers, so yeah, I can see it. Okay. The menu. Alright. Uh so Sasha, we're down to number two. Number two for me is Prey. Oh shit. Oh, I forgot that yeah. I forgot that was this year. Yeah. So Prey, I mean, for all of the obvious reasons, um, was amazing and yeah. will definitely be one that I will rewatch. I think it's, I think it is my favorite of the, of the whole Predator franchise now. Certainly mine. I mean, it just, I, I have no criticisms for the movie. I thought it was amazing. Beautifully shot. It's yeah. I, I no complaints, no notes. Ten out of ten. I have, perfect movie. I have, I have a serious complaint. You can't tie a rope to a tomahawk, and it will not come back to you. That is not how that works. Well, but as a person who's that, never going to wield a tomahawk, I'm totally cool with that. I can suspend my disbelief. <laughs> as a person who has, I very much know that won't work. <laughs> it's just yeah that my so i showed that i showed prey to my dad i thought he would really like it 
that's all he complained about is that kind of like all he talked about was that kind of stuff. I was like, gosh, darn it, dad. Can't you just <laughs> enjoy it? Like, uh, but yes, that I for if I had remembered I had watched that this year, it would 100% be on my list. It might have been number one. I'm not even joking. I loved that movie, but that's not what I wrote down because I forgot. <laughs> I it almost got number one for me. Almost. But. Yeah, yeah, number two. Yeah, that is, there. Yeah, that is. Oh boy, that was an amazing movie. I loved it. I was just so like at edge of my seat, so excited like the whole time, and the dog doesn't die, so like that just gives it the cherry on top. I mean, I, I've I've said this a couple times. I love seeing Native American representation. Um, I love when they're closer to the truth than what most movies do. And this movie handled it very well. Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot of context for the tribe they are. Um, I don't really, that wasn't my tribe, but there are similarities there that I know of, uh, especially in demeanor and that kind of stuff. Like the, her older brother in the movie done very well. Yeah, that is very, very. Oh, his much. hair was so beautiful. The uh, yeah. I would love to watch another movie with the same protagonist. Doesn't even need to be a predator movie. Just now, like her picking up and kind of being the war chief of that tribe. They've lost mm-hmm. all their male, all their hunters. Like I would love to see how that tribe survives now. That I mean, they probably would. Um... I mean, the they hinted young, the, at the possibility of a sequel with the credits. Eh, maybe they they they. You definitely see the ships come in, um. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the thing they did this in another Predator movie. Granted, I'm not a Predator expert at all, but what mm-hmm. they did is they sort of picked up the body and sort of like paid respect to whoever defeated the Predator and sort of took off. Like they had like a retrieval system. Uh, and that's what I took the ending credits as is them retrieving the the body of the slain predator because um, mm-hmm. there was what, what movie was that was that was I don't know AVP was it I don't I don't know it's been a long where they time. take it and put it back on the ship yeah and then yeah. the chest burster comes out at the end well I wonder too um, if that is like the reading do they know that it was her or that it was someone from the tribe? Because the, the primary crime scene is I mean, all the poachers and I mean, I mean, she's yeah. got its blood all over it and over her. She has its got skull. It's head. Yeah. But, she's got its head. but <laughs> he, he self-destructs, right? Like, doesn't he? No, no, he doesn't. No, and, he shoots himself uh, with her misdirection. Yeah. Okay. So then, she, yeah, they would, uh, she, they could track to her, and she immediately says, though, as soon as they get there, that they need to move. True. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think they could survive. Um, there, a lot of the younger, uh, younger people know how to hunt as well. Not as well as the other ones um in a tribe but young you know the younger people are taught uh from a very early age 
would be I, my guess. I uh, think they then, could survive. I just think it would be interesting to see now because they have been taken out of their traditional gender roles. Yeah. In order to survive. Right. It's true. I mean, that was a gender role thing. I, even in even in my tribe, the the women were gathering and caretaking, and the men were hunters. And that's yeah, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I learned uh, in in my tribe. So, hunters and warriors, I should say. Uh so yeah, prey. I I very sad. I forgot that one. <laughs> I can't I don't even it's been a long year though. Yeah. <laughs> for me. Um so I'm going to uh, so my number 2 is one I saw at the very end of the year, but I loved it cuz it's my kind of movie, Violent Night. Uh mm. I want to see this one. I haven't watched it yet. It is so yeah. good. Uh seeing a disenchanted Santa just try and save a little girl that keeps his hope for Christmas alive. Um, there's some really funny jokes in here. I thought it was funny because I am 1000% guilty of this as a kid in the nineties being like, what's your Christmas list? A list of video games. Like he pulls out most of his Christmas gifts that he pulls out are video games. And he's disgusted. He's like, where are the toys? Everyone just wants video games and gift cards. And I was like, video games are cool. Santa. I really like, (laughs) like, Oh man, it was, it was funny. And it was of course violent and stuff too. And I really like John, John Leguizamo. I like him. He's a good actor. He's in the menu. I heard. Yeah. I heard he is. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. I. It's just. I don't want to spoil too much for you, Sasha. It's just a great fun. I would call it an action movie. I wouldn't call it horror, but it was. You know, they covered it as a horror uh, movie on the horror version. Um. I guess horror yeah. because of gore. Gore. Um, I skipped over that episode because I haven't watched it yet. I, so that my whole backlog problem I've had with those podcasts is because I waited to listen to anything before playing this movie because I was like, I need to see this first. Like I, and I watched it and it's hilarious. It's bloody and it's awesome. Like, it's just, it is another, to me, it's like die hard. It's just a Christmas Mm-hmm. action movie um which personally i don't really think die hard is a christmas movie it just takes place during christmas but you know well, that's a debate for another day i'm not really i don't really care <laughs> if people call it a christmas movie or not but it's just like to me it was just fun it was all around fun i loved it um my, a good barometer for me if I really like a movie is if I want to show it to other people. And this is definitely there. I mean, I did mm-hmm. show prey to my dad and my tried. And I, I showed it to my brother showing stuff to my brother. That is so difficult these days. Cause all he wants to do is go watch anime and I'm not lying. Like I, this isn't me complaining. I have actively tried to get him to watch one of these, the, my number one on this list constantly. I'm like, you will love it. It's hilarious. You will love it. And then he's just, no, he won't, he won't do it. He just 
he's like, I'm actively not interested. I'm like, why? He's like, I don't care. Like, okay. But (sighs) it's frustrating. It's very frustrating, but I want him to see it. Dad's seen it. Dad, Dad, I've shown, uh, Violet Night is the next on my list to show people. Like, it is right there. So, great action movie. Santa destroys the Christmas destroyers. We'll say that. And John Leguizamo is a wonderful actor in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. He does a, such a good job. Um, so, uh, Ace, you're number two. That would be uh, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Okay, don't yes. don't spoil, don't spoil. Yeah, I, I really definitely, care. I definitely want to see this one. I love yes. Knives Out. Yeah, very, very fun mystery. Mm-hmm. Mystery again with uh, Daniel Craig's Benoit Blanc. Uh, mm-hmm. Very good performances from uh, Edward Norton, Dave Bautista. Um, Janelle Monet. Uh, is he in a lot of movies lately? Am I? Aaron Burr. What? Batista. Isn't he in a lot of yeah. movies lately? Like, he's isn't he also in the up- upcoming Shyamalan one? Yeah. He's yeah. said that he wants to branch out into more serious roles and stuff like that. I'd be 100,000% fine if he just played Drax the rest of his life. He's so wonderful in that. He's so good as Drax. Drax, uh, Guardians 3 is apparently going to be his last outing as Drax, so. I mean, I don't, yeah, three movies is the same character is a stretch for most people, so that's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm sure his makeup doesn't take, you know, like a whole day or anything. 15, mm-hmm. 16 hours, and then he acts for 20 minutes and has to go in his trailer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's got to be terrible. That's got to be terrible. I could not do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, Glass Onion, very fun movie. Very good. Recommend okay. it. I will be watching that at some point. That is a definite yes. Like, Yep. That one's coming up for me soon. Mm-hmm. And it's on Netflix, I believe. Yep. It, yep. it went to Netflix. That might be one of the ones I buy on Vudu anyways, just so I can watch it again and not have to worry about when Netflix loses a license, because that happens. Mm-hmm. So, I've been burned by that before. I'm totally going to watch that. Don't get around to it for a year. It's gone. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, The Glass Onion. A, I do believe it's actually called A Knives Out Story. Mystery, yeah. Yeah, okay, mystery. Okay. Uh, So, Sasha, we're down to number one. Number one for me is the most fun, scary movie I've seen in a long time, and I I don't know why I'm so obsessed with it, but it's Barbarian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've mentioned that I should watch this a couple times, and I'm just not Oh, my God, it's so much fun. But why oh. is it fun? I, I don't. Is, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. But it, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it is really, really well done. The first half of the movie is like a let's not meet um, story, mm-hmm. and it's it definitely capitalizes on Pennywise's uh, clout and 
then it does a nice hard tonal shift with the um the introduction flip. of yep with the introduction of justin long and he is uh, a horrible he horrible has, person and he has a track record with horror movies now yeah he's because, a scream uh, queen i'm yeah I'm convinced i just watched another horror movie with him in it um it was like called house of darkness or house of, i don't know it's on hulu and his vampires mm-hmm. and he uh he's also an asshole in that one too um <laughs> he uh yeah. he's in jeepers creepers one like and he's tusk a big part of, yeah tusk well I've never seen Tusk. I, I don't want. No I don't want to watch Tusk. I don't really care for that kind of body horror. But <laughs> I don't. But even, Barbarian, I don't even and then they yeah. find a Hagrin in the basement, <laughs> and <laughs> and I don't know. It's like such campy. Like I, I can't tell if the movie is is trying to be serious the whole time or not because they do have some really serious parts in there with um the actual barbarian um Mm -hmm. and giving the backstory Mm -hmm. of the barbarian is is pretty dark um but then when you see the i i don't know the monster i can't take it seriously I was laughing out loud. I don't know. And it's, it is sad. It has a really sad and beautiful kind of ending as well. And the mm. water tower is unintentionally hilarious to me. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. I really loved this movie. Um, and I, I think part of it, enjoying it is going, was going in blind. Um Okay. Mm-hmm. I am not blind to this movie. I have already listened yeah. to the podcast about it. To the it, podcast, I, yeah. I I don't. It just doesn't. I we'll see. Well, see it, the problem is I'm I'm probably eventually going to end up dating some girl that is a horror movie fan because that's just the kind of people that I tend to get along with, and then I'm going to end up watching all these things and I'm going to be called a wimp because I don't want to watch them and yeah. So I see it. And you'll be like, staff. the proper term is horror virgin. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, that is what I will say. Or I will do what I used to do when when my ex-wife wanted to watch a show I had zero interest in. Here comes the switch. <laughs> yeah, I uh I didn't think Barbarian was very scary. I do think the the parts in the in the tunnels down mm-hmm. in the basement were tense. Um, but I was more, mm-hmm. I was more just interested in like, okay, what's going to happen next? Okay. What's going to happen next? And sure. Every okay. time something happened, I would either laugh or be like, Oh, Oh, you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm noticing. So I used, when I was in high school and stuff and I would watch a horror movie, that's part of the reason why I don't like The Shining is when I watched it, it was very tense. The music would get me very tense and get me very nervous. And then it did that just black screen, white text Tuesday. And it made me mad. It, so I made fun of it because I was like, how dare you get me all tense and just say Tuesday? Like, that's bull crap. Don't do that to me. And then with like when it's supposed to be the scary parts... Where, you know, he's he's like making out with the woman and suddenly she's like a super ugly demon thing. Or the the creepy kids come play with us and that kind of like that didn't scare me. And then like it none it didn't so like I was like I was mad that like 
I was supposed to be scared, right? So then I didn't watch. I was like, I just made fun of the movie. And so then I've never really had a good relationship with a horror movie since. I'm just like, okay. Like, I, Signs gave me jump scares. Like, there's some jump scares in Signs that really got me. Like, I saw Signs in the theater as a child and I was unmoved. Like, I mean, I. I like the symbolism in signs. I really do. But like the the Argentina video where the music is building and suddenly you see something walk across. It's like music daytime is, horror. I, yeah, it, the, the music is entirely what gets me every time. And that kind of makes me mad because it feels cheap. I know it's coming. I know the music is building to something. And then when it pays off, I'm mad. And when it doesn't pay off, I'm mad. So I'm just like... <laughs> just avoid it <laughs> mm-hmm. so i don't know but i ended up liking signs in the end even though it had some cheap jump scares for me i don't know i just i'm it's weird because i don't i'm not bothered by gore i'm not bothered by violence i love monsters like monsters are like my favorite thing ever so like there are some horror movies that i've watched just because i love their monsters like cloverfield like i love cloverfield that was such an interesting movie to me. And like all the people running away and being like, Oh no, what's going on? I was like, I don't care. Show me that big thing. I want to know more about what that is. Like, I don't care about you stupid people. You can die. That's fine. What is that monster? Like, (laughs) Apparently an infant. Yes. And that was so interesting to me. I never look at behind the scenes on anything. That was the first movie that I purposely watch the behind the scenes on like Mm -hmm. i was just like i need to know more everything i need to know it and i've never watched any of the sequels since like cloverfield lane or anything so Mm -hmm. you haven't seen cloverfield lane no i have not and now the the other one the weird science fiction one was I felt like a fever dream. I don't. I I don't know Full what happened. Paradox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. I don't. I've watched that, and I cannot tell you what happened in that movie. But Cloverfield Lane, John Goodman, amazing performance. That movie is so good. Mm-hmm. So I mean, John good. Goodman. I don't remember the name of the movie, but there's this movie where John Goodman is in a car wreck, and he's telling his life story to like a a EMT tech and he was on a way to meet a childhood friend for a dance that they promised Mm. that they would go to like 30 years ago. Uh, It was actually a really, really good movie, but John Goodman's acting in that movie is just insanely good. Like the way he's telling the story, the way, you know, he talks about certain things and he doesn't have to do a lot of acting. He's like sort of dying on a stretcher, but like, Mm -hmm. He was a captivating performance dying on a stretcher. Like <laughs> he is really honestly like honestly scary in Cloverfield Lane and that's mm-hmm. a movie oh, yeah. that it's it's like something fucked up is happening while another fucked up thing is happening. Yes, yeah. Yep. I know the premise of that movie, but I I've never watched it, yeah. I know he's a not a good dude in that one. Yeah, so, but then like also he's he, no, it's it's complex. It's complex. Yeah, I know. You gotta watch it. It's good. 
Okay. All right. Well, back to the point. Barbarian. Wonderful yes. horror movie that Sasha wants me to see at some point. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. I am I am warming up to the idea of watching more horror movies, but I have a lot to catch up on watching and listening other things, so we'll see. We'll see. So, my number one is actually a horror movie, but it's hilarious because it's not really a horror movie, in my opinion. It is a comedy, but it's labeled as horror, and that's Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, the which Five Nights at Freddy's movie. The Five Nights at Freddy's movie, <laughs> which is just hilarious to me. Like, and I, 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 like I said earlier... I am on board for Nicolas Cage at this point. Like, he sells this movie to me. The fact that he is an outright silent protagonist throughout the whole movie is just funny to me. Now, get, don't get me wrong. I, I have learned something about me. I like the silent protagonist in a movie. We had a whole episode about how I don't like the silent protagonist <laughs> in a game. But, like, you take it to a movie... Suddenly, I don't care. It's so amazing. Like, um, because, well, you can have, you have more context in, in, in a movie, in a game, people are talking at you and you're, well, it's how they do it in a game, I guess, is, is the problem. Like, where they're like, hey, could you do this for me? And then there is no answer and they just take an answer like there was an answer said and then you go on. That doesn't make any sense. It's not what happens in the silent protagonist movies. They talk at him act like he's weird or he gives some sort of gesture like yeah i understood like there is communication there and then he goes on he's got this weird fascination with this soda in the movie where he just drinks it all the time um he's he cleans it like he's got this weird weird relationship with this pinball machine throughout the whole movie too um that turns like pseudo sexual in a way and it's just weird and funny to me like and of course it's five nights of freddy's so it's a horror there's like animatronics coming to life and stuff and you've got uh, a, a band of stupid teenagers trying to but it's outright fantastical too because they are not coming to life because there's glitches in the system or whatever they are literally possessed animatronics that are demon possessed and this town made a dark deal with these demon-possessed things to keep feeding them travelers. And they try to feed them the wrong fucking traveler, which is Nick Cage. <laughs> and nice. he wins. Um, it is just hilarious. I, I, I had never seen anything like it. It started me on the Nick Cage kick, which... which got me to the unbearable weight of massive talent later on in the year. Um, there's another Nick Cage movie that I bought that it's something about him being a samurai in a movie. And it's not that he's a samurai in samurai times. We're not talking like the last samurai with like Tom Cruise who learns the way of another culture, learns to respect them. They accept him and he white saviors them, which is actually kind of a good movie, but you know, not like that. No, he just acts like a samurai in some weird apocalypse thing and just is crazy. I haven't seen it yet, though. Like, I'm going to watch it. Nick Cage is... It's just... He's hilarious to me. And 
It was such a good movie. So and it's it's labeled as horror because it is extremely gory. There's mm. also I mean there's a sh- crap ton of violence and blood and gore and yeah. Bad things happen to teenagers. Really bad things. <laughs> and then, yeah, Willy's Wonderland. I hate Five Nights at Freddy's. I have no desire to interact with that at all. And <laughs> seeing Nicolas Cage flip it on its head and kill the stupid animatronics feels good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's my number one. So Ace, you're number one. Nope. Okay. Yeah. I, I I remember I you were very high up. Nope. On... Yeah. What? I had to reflect had on a... Nope. I the first, I watched it and I was like, yeah, I don't know if I like it or not. After I thought about it, and then I li- listened to the Horror Virgin episode about it. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. It's, it was okay. It's not my mm-hmm. favorite Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed I think, it. It was a lot I of think, fun for me. I think mine's still Keanu, but that's the only one I've seen, so. Mm-hmm. They you need to watch all three, man. They save a kitten. Come on. It's so hilarious. <laughs> oh, I know. I've seen it. Um, But yeah, I enjoyed the uh, flip of the idea of the UFO that the yeah. movie does. And I also like the uh, Stephen One's character of uh, having dealt with a traumatic experience and... Um, not learning or growing from it and then leading to his and his family and business's demise. You enjoyed that part of it? That sounds terrible. I mean, like he found it interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I wasn't like, yes, die, die. All of I, you. I did appreciate I the read like, of, Oh, he didn't learn the lesson. The original lesson, which mm-hmm. was not respecting the wildlife in the first place, and then still not respecting mm-hmm. the wildlife. So I've been making this joke at work that nobody gets because nobody at work is a horror movie fan and nobody at work has watched Nope. But um, mm-hmm. I bought my clients one of those like gym parachutes. <laughs> Every time mm-hmm. that a kid gives me a little picture icon to ask me to play the parachute, I'm like, oh, you want to play Nope? <laughs> <laughs> and nobody yeah, gets it I mean, and i don't care i make the joke every time but i mean the UFO I, definitely has that aspect i i thought that was really interesting with the uh creature design you know what i mean i make stupid jokes that no one gets all the time too it's i i can relate like it's just it's what i do <laughs> mm-hmm. So, nope. Okay. Uh, yeah, you've talked a lot about that movie. I'm not surprised that that was your number one. You were very high up. on. Gosh, I, I think I two or three weeks you, you were should, talking uh, about that movie. Yeah, you should stop by a uh, Target or a Best Buy because they have a three-pack of the movies of uh, Get Out, Us, and Nope. I did there like Nope more than Us. There is not a Target or a Best Buy within an hour of me. That is not a thing. Get Target has Amazon online. Then. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure 
if I go on Voodoo, there's a three pack there, probably somewhere. Mm-hmm. They have all the, whatever three packs that are physical. Like I, I just, I don't know why I became such a digital shill for movies where I'm so much physical for games, but here we are. Yeah. So Fair I'll, enough. I'll look, I'll look into it. There's definitely some interesting ones to watch. Uh, they all sound like horror movies, though, which, you know, doesn't put them high on the... <laughs> Look, I think the only real scary movie that I brought up was Incantation. Yeah, which does sound entirely scary, and I did say, outright say no to that one. Because yeah, I do not, I... Uh, as a parent, I don't want to see that. I don't, I'm not into... It's hard. It was hard. Yeah. I'm not, in, I'm not into that, Yeah. I did not anticipate it. But then I was already in the thick of it. So, like, gotta see what I, happens. Uh, on, on the note of being a parent, the uh, ex-wife and I had an interesting conversation because my oldest daughter's teacher seems to be highly infatuated with our daughter. Not in a creepy way, but very, very excited about her behavior. So they had this big thing after Christmas break. The kids were not listening. They were misbehaving. Yada, yada. You know, they didn't want to be back in school, essentially, because they're second graders. And Mm -hmm. I got this message from the teacher about some writing program uh, that they wanted my kid to be in. And I was like, sure, I'll talk to their, you know, I'll talk to their mom and the kid and we'll see if she's interested and yada, yada. And she's like, oh, by the way, the deadline is tuesday the 17th so like this next week and i was like okay cool you know I'll, I'll talk to them soon so um while i do that i get this big long paragraph about how awesome my kid is in school from the teacher and i'm like okay hmm. cool uh g- glad she's that way and then a response to that that is no, she really is great. I really enjoy teaching her and yada yada. I was like, "What is going on?" So I talked to the ex-wife about it, and uh, yeah, she's like, "I don't know. I think she wants to steal our kid because, like, apparently the whole class was terrible except for my daughter. Like, apparently my daughter mm. was the exception." <laughs> interesting. So yeah, that was an interesting <laughs> conversation I had to have this week. So, all right. Um. So next week is what? It what is it? Uh. Next week is like, you won't be here, Sasha. Correct. You've got something th- going on. I think I will be out as well. Well, crap. Okay. So we'll no, we'll know. Think if next week we'll be off. Possibly, we haven't heard from Morg, so. Yeah. Okay. We'll be off for my birthday too then. Which is Monday, not Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then, well, I was trying to look at the date. Uh, eventually, we're gonna, uh, would you like to keep doing the Monster Hunter thing, Sasha, where we have you yeah. get, look at the monsters? So yeah, we, we can, can do, do that, that in two weeks. That would be the 28th. Then after Sounds that would be good. a quiz. Our first quiz of the year. 
gives me some time I was to say we haven't done the monster thing in a while we know we haven't we've had other things come up we had game awards we had a lot of stuff you know this this january we skipped a, a lot of what we would normally do to do these reviews of last year um but we'll get back into normal stuff you know here in two weeks i guess we'll be off next week i wasn't aware of that but that's a that's okay um it'll be my first weekend having to deal with uh emery's cheerleading so we'll see about that my daughter is also starting cheerleading next next weekend which is going to be a disaster because mm-hmm. it's toddlers i kind of can't wait to watch that because i'm not coaching <laughs> i'm gonna sit back and watch that shit show <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be her first nice. week. I think they've already had practice, but I think it's the first game. Like, I'm actually going yeah. to a game and they're doing it. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see. Emery is very rambunctious and out loud and that kind of stuff. So we'll... Perfect for cheerleading. Yeah. And uh, I guess um, they let Cece try for the first couple, like, half of practice to see if she was interested, too. And Cece sat mm-hmm. down and was like, nope, this, no, <laughs> I am not interested. All right. So. She was like, all right, it's time to get the switch out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did. Did I tell you guys their mom got them a switch? No, no. No. Yeah, they had, they got a switch for their birthday this year in October for last year. Um. And the whole reason why they don't take their switches back and forth is because video games weren't allowed in their house. So Ooh. I was just like, what happened? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> why did you give them a switch? Why didn't you just say, hey, you guys already have switches. I know you do. You can bring them here now. Like, so now we've created this thing where they take the games back and forth in this yeah. case, which get lost. For instance, I found this in my car. And I don't know if you can read it or not, but this is the newest Sonic game they got for Christmas. It was just sitting mm-hmm. in my car because they're little kids. So yep. I have been holding on to it. That's been a ride. Um <laughs> Yeah, and they, the last time they came over, I was like, look, eventually I'm going to start saying, like, I'm going to remind you, bring your games, but, you know, I'm not going to call your mom and remind her every time. So it was the first weekend I didn't do it, and sure enough, they didn't have their games. So I was like, "Oops." guess you got to play all your digital games and not your physical ones, which meant no Pokemon, because that's physical. <laughs> Oops. Emery didn't care. Emery, she adjusts on the fly. Cece was like, well, I want to play Pokemon. Can I play your Pokemon? And I was like, well, my Pokemon is different than yours. So I have Violet. You had Scarlet. So it's not the same save. <laughs> so she yeah, ended up you'd have to playing start some. Over. Yeah, she ended up playing some other things instead. Well, they had started with their mom's house anyways. They can't even do a cross save. They can't even share profiles because of um, because they had to share a Switch. Uh, so like, and I'm not about to sit there and go through their. Their, their mother has never been technologically savvy. And I'd be like explaining how to go through the Switch menus to add their accounts. And I just, Why don't you just have her send the Switch with them so you can set it up properly and send it back? I mean, I could, but 
there has not been any interest on that end to to work with me on that. So yeah, yeah, not really going to try too hard. Um, is what it is, I suppose. They have fun when they're here, and most of the time they want to play on my Switch with me. So, well, hey, got some. Uh, they were asking about Diablo Four this last weekend. I was like. If we're playing that, that's going to be on the PlayStation because it's not coming to Switch. <laughs> but yeah, Emery was trying to find something to play together because she was like, I'm bored. I want to play something else. So yeah, we were trying to find games to play because Emery doesn't like, they never can agree on a game. One of them wants to play Stick Fight. One of them wants to play Smash Brothers. Or, you know, all different things. So anyways, uh, so I guess here in two weeks, we will be uh, doing another Monster Hunter uh, guessing game with uh, Sasha. Um, I believe I have written down where we are at um, on the actual like folder. So it should be pretty easy to figure it out, but I have plenty of time to figure it out before then. So If not, just check our private messages. You'll see the last couple pictures he sent me. Oh, that's true. I forgot that's how we did that. It's been a while. All right. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. Um, Hope you guys can get some new movies to watch if you didn't already watch them. I don't think any of these movies were particularly obscure or anything, though. I think a lot of people saw a lot of these movies. Um, So, yeah, we enjoyed them. I hope you guys did, too. And we'll see you here in a couple weeks. Later. Bye. Bye. And this is for the audio portion only. Be sure to follow on uh, Twitter uh, at Hunters of Pod and follow Ace at Ace, Ace Badger Gaming. Have a good night. <laughs>